The message you are listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the 2015 Twin Cities Project. More information about Campus Outreach Minneapolis can be found at cominneapolis.org. Um, I'm just giving a little morning uh, Devo this morning. Um, pretty chill. Just want to talk about what God's been teaching me. Um, the point of this is just to show off Christ. It has a little bit to do with Twin Cities Project, not uh, a ton, but I think, I mean, God is the God of the city, and um, he's what the city needs. Um, so this semester I've been um, reading through the book of John, and there's, um, I love the book of John. I got saved in 2009, and Andrew kind of did this kind of test run to see, like, you know, what's, What's Peter going to be like? You know, let's see if he actually walks forward in this faith and that he's confessed. So we went through the book of John together, and it was kind of just like light touches. And um, and it's fun going back through it and this semester and seeing how much uh, God has grown me and um, how much I thought I knew what John said back then and, and how much each time I read it, um, something new comes up. Uh, so... A lot of the themes are um, there in the first chapter, um, and then they just kind of get perpetuated throughout the book. Um, so I'm going to read some passages, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about John and, and Jesus, who Jesus is in the book of John. Um, so John 1 is where I'm going to read some passages, um, and I'm going to move quickly after that. So just today in John 1, and don't worry about the other one. Um, so John 1, 1 through 5. Does someone want to read? Get some group interaction? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, John 1, 1 through 5. And then I'm going to read John 1, 9 through 13. Does someone else want to read that? All right. Tyler. All right, go ahead. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You can go ahead, Tyler. John 1, 9-13. Yep. <clears throat> the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Um, so some big things that have been poking up to me uh, reading the book of John. Um, one of them is uh, really highlighted in verse 11. He came to his own, and his people did not receive him. But all who did receive him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, so as you walk through the book of John, it's just hard heart after hard heart um, with, with masses of people, with clouds, crowds of people. Um, and Jesus does things. Uh, John 6, he feeds the 5,000. 
Um, and he gets a crowd and they're interested in him because he fed everyone and they're, they're coming to make him king as at least in a human king sense of what they think a king is. And he says, I am the bread of life. Come eat my flesh. Come um, drink me. Anyone who um, is with me um, will never be hungry again. And they, are, they just are confused and they, they just don't know. Um, and that's what this city is. They, they have an itch for their creator, but they just, um, they just don't know him. And it's really sad. Um, you think that, uh, verse three, all things were made through him and without him not, uh, was not anything, um, made that was made. Um, so everything, everything that we know every person that you know, everything you've ever known was made by Christ, um, made by Jesus. And yet um, he came and people didn't, didn't know it was him. They didn't know that this is the one who made them. This is the one who um, could tell them anything, help them deal with their struggles, their problems, um, that they should be running to him. Um, if you think about like a manufacturer, um, if you have problems with a machine um, or problems, like if this computer, this is the new computer of Nick's, and if it stopped working, who, you know, who would he call? Well, he would call Apple. Um, it's under warranty. It's made by uh, that company. They should know how it, it works and how to fix problems. Um, but yet the world didn't know him. They didn't know this Jesus who came um, to give them life and to give them light. Um, they rejected him, and it's, it's really um, a sad thing. Um, some things in John 7, um, they, had their, they had their preconceived notions of who Christ is and who God was. They, um, they um, said that he didn't know how to keep the law. They, as the creature, told the creator, we know how to keep the law. You didn't do it right. You, didn't, you shouldn't heal on the Sabbath. Um, they had the audacity to say to the creator who gave them the law, um, you don't know how to keep the law. Uh, you, they called them, they said you had a demon. Um, other crowds saw, are debating um, whether, enough, whether he's doing enough signs um, so they have this standard of God. God has to fit in their box, in their uh, standards, um, and they're not willing to um, not have an idol, to take God at his own word, to mold their thoughts about God by God's word. Um, um, and they were prejudiced for their own power. John 7 um, apparently he came from Galilee um, and Nicodemus who shows up in John 3 um, who Jesus talks to and rebukes about how to get saved, how to um, um, be born again he challenges the authorities to give Jesus a fair chance to give him a fair trial um, to go and ask him um, and inquire things and not just be prejudiced against him because He's sapping away their power that they they might actually have to be servient to him, um, and they they don't listen. They don't give 
Jesus a chance to say that he is from Galilee, but um, he is actually originally was born in Bethlehem, and that's his claims uh, to being the Christ. Um, so that's something in John is people just have these uh, preconceived notions of who God is, and they're really personal, and that's um, they don't understand that that's idolatry, that they can think they can define their creator, um, and that the creator doesn't have the right to shatter their, their notions about him. Um, so Jesus comes and he says he is life. Um, he makes us alive to who we truly are. Um, uh, we are. Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from um, the word, uh, mouth of God. Um, and Jesus came to give us life. He, he makes us fully alive. And um, not, not just alive and like you die and you stay conscious and healthy, and, um, but make you free, free to do what you were designed to do. And that's um, to worship the living God, um, living water. Um, John 4, he says that we um, will never be thirsty again. The water he gives will become a spring in us that will well up into eternal life. Um, I love that imagery that um, what he gives us isn't um, something that just stays with us and doesn't change us, but it wells up in us and out of us flow streams of living water because of the spirit that was given to us. Um, I think being thirsty, being hungry, um, John 6, he tells us not to work for the food that perishes, but that lasts until eternal life. I think before I became a Christian, my life was really um, defined by inordinate desires, really needing things from people, really being needy. Um, and I think that that came out for came out in plights for attention, but not overly plighted for attention, or like being weird for the sake of being weird, like wearing um, weird T-shirts, but not too weird, so you're not like that crazy of a guy, but not being like I was athletic, so being a jock, but not completely hanging out with the jocks um, and needing people to affirm me, needing them to um, affirm my uniqueness, and that couldn't be satisfied, and that caused me to hurt a lot of people, to um, to take from a lot of relationships, and not love people. Um, and Jesus came and said that he is life, and he gives us this, the desires of our hearts that um, we look to people and to things um, that they can't do that. They can't give us our identity. Um, light, he comes and says he's the light of the world. Uh, light helps us see reality. If this room was pitch black, I wouldn't see you guys. I wouldn't know that you're here. I wouldn't be able to see you as you truly are. Um, so I think that that's one thing that's really helpful, and I'm thankful, especially... Um, coming from one thing that I think my me and my family um, really struggled with and, and still do is deception, lying to ourselves, um, trying to being so arrogant that we can't um, be open to critique, be open to um, you know 
how we made someone feel, like feel how we hurt someone, what we're actually doing. Uh, we weren't open to that. I wasn't open to that. I was always misunderstood. If you said I hurt you, or if you, um, you know, said something that I did was wrong, you weren't right. You were just misunderstanding me. And I think light. Um, he is light. He helps us to see our true condition that we are sinners in need of grace and. Um, who God really is, that he is um, really, truly glorious, that he really is satisfying, that we really were made for him, not just to um, be doing things to um, be good enough for him, but being satisfied with him and having him be our father um, and him providing um, life for us. Um, I think that Christ comes and he, he really shows what's wrong in the world and everyone knows something's wrong but no one can really put their finger on what it is a lot of people think it's you know education or um, that you know there just needs to be more racial harmony um, that, and all that's true but it's it's a symptom of the root of the issue, and that's that it's, we're without our Father, we're without our Maker. Um, so, I think the last thing that really stuck out with me and John, and it just keeps popping up again and again, is the way Jesus says stuff. Um, like me, I'm pointing to Jesus. I'm any human teacher has to point to a different reality, not really to themselves. Um, and Jesus, all he does is point to himself. Um, one of the officers who were trying to seize Jesus in John 7, they can't do it. And he comes back to the, the Pharisees and the authorities, and they're like, why didn't you grab him? And he says, no one ever spoke like this man. No one ever um, talked with such authority um, to say that you just, I mean, what does eat my flesh mean? What does that mean? Um, that's something, I mean, they thought it was crazy, and it, it, it sounds crazy that he would be, just being with him, that a person would be all satisfying. Um, that's a crazy idea. Um, but that's, Jesus points to himself, and then yet he remains very humble, that when they press, press on him, you know, you say you're God, you say, you're, you're, you know, you do everything for your own authority. And he says, I, I was sent, I was sent from God, um, from heaven. I don't do things for my glory. I do things because I truly, what I am the one sent from heaven. I am the one who knows the Father. Um, I do think everything on, you know, his authority. And that makes them reckon because they think they know God. They think they're good with God and he's, he's not. But what he, he's saying is, I have, the, I'm the way to the Father. Um, you have, if you have a problem with me, you have a problem um, with the Father because he sent me. Um, so, a um, couple of applications for the summer. Um, know this God, know this Jesus. Uh, this Jesus came. Um, he came for you. He loved you. Um, he died so you could have your father back. Um, when you think of God, do you think of someone who's like, you know, you're not. You skipped out getting up in the Word this morning, or you didn't memorize these verses, or you didn't share with that person, um, you know, who you met in the elevator. 
and they were really engaging and asked you a bunch of questions and you didn't open up. Do you see that or do you see the God of uh, Zephaniah 317? Um, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. That's your father. Um, he is with you. He is in your midst. He is mighty to save. Rejoicing over you uh, with gladness. Uh, exalting over you with loud singing. Do you feel that kind of fatherly affection from God that um, because of Christ, because he is your identity um, and died for you, that that's, that's his posture for you. Um, so like I said, I have a little girl um, and I do crazy. Like if you put it on the screen, I'd be really embarrassed things for her. I sing, I sing gibberish. I sing her name and things that don't rhyme in gibberish. I'm rejoicing over her. And that's a good thing. And I actually was doing that before I read this verse, before I um, heard this in some parenting talks. But um, that's what God does over us. If you, if you think about a parent, they think their, their child is the cutest. Their child is cuter than all the other kids. Is, is re- and that's what he thinks about you. He's rejoicing over you. He, he loves you. Um, and these people don't, they don't know that. They... Um, they don't, the city of Minneapolis does not know him. They think, um, they think that uh, they either have to do enough things for God and um, be pleasing to him or that they are um, pleasing on their own merit. And they don't know that they're estranged, that they're cast out, um, that they're fallen sons and daughters. Um, so they, they need him. Um, so that's my second thing is engage with those people who don't know him. Um, they, if you think about if Jesus didn't come to Jerusalem back in the day, but he came here uh, instead and died on a cross here, um, it would be the same result. People would, he would come here and people would not know him. Um, so um, engage those people. Um, and I would say that you were no different. Have um, have compassion on those people. And even if you got saved when you were really young, um, there was a time where you were in the exact same place as those people on the street. Um, so you're not you're not better than them. You have not arrived because you're smarter or have more merit or just thought about God well or read the Bible well. But God had to open your heart up for that. So have compassion on those people. Um, they need to know their father. Um, if you think we, as a church, Bethlehem sent, um, oh man, what was his name? Who's the youth pastor downtown who we sent to East St. Louis? Kempton. Yeah. Um, so East St. Louis, 80%, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, have raised in fatherless homes. Um, and because of that, I mean, that's just one circular factor in why East St. Louis is, is such a rough place to be, such a place of need and, and brokenness is uh, they don't have um, they don't have their father so and, and think about that in everyone who doesn't know Christ. Everyone is without their father. Uh, that's just an earthly shadow um, 
that type of city, um, that type of poverty, um, those type of crime rates, that's just the shadow of how we all are, that we all need our Father, um, that we all um, need Him. Um, so when you look at people this, um, this summer who are walking down the street, you know, um, you know, a guy and a CEO or a teacher or an engineer, are you going to think, um, if they don't know Christ, they're an orphan. They, they don't know their Heavenly Father. Um, so uh, my last encouragement is speak in boldness. If you read John, um, one thing that just keeps popping up to me is Jesus, even though people are blind and they're not seeing, he just keeps going with the gospel, keeps pointing to himself, keeps pointing to the Father. Even though in John 6 they just slowly get harder and harder and harder and walk away, he doesn't give up. Um, Don't give up on people. Um, Turn the corner in a conversation, point them to Christ, talk about what God is doing in your life, talk about if it's Thursday night and someone asks you, oh, what are you doing tonight? Tell them what they're doing. Tell them what you're doing. Tell them what you're learning about. Tell them what God is teaching you. Um, ask them if they want to hear about Jesus. It's, um, have, have boldness to speak to people and, and give them what they, they need. Um, so let me pray for us. And Nick and um, Pastor Mike will come up in a little bit. Um, Father, I pray that we would see your son as he truly is, um, see him as truly filling our need, um, truly bringing us back to you. We need to behold your glory. We need your fatherly affection. We need you to rejoice over us. We're seeing um, we can't live um, in any sort of way that's truly life without you. Um, So I pray that we would hold on to your son this summer, that we would pursue him. I pray that we get a vision for Minneapolis and St. Paul and the metro areas um, this summer, that we would, um, like Jared said, praise what good is going on and and, um, know that it it points to you and and challenge um, what's been deformed and, and pursue uh, what has been, uh, what needs to be reformed, I pray that we would pursue the cities with uh, your gospel and that uh, you would do a work, that uh, people would come to know you this summer, that people would be served this summer. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach Minneapolis. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at cominneapolis.org.